Hello everybody, this is Chris again with the CSS Tricks video screencast number 13. Uh, remember what we were doing here? We were, <clears throat> this is going to be part two of this, the second series on converting a Photoshop mockup into HTML and CSS. And this is what we have so far. Let's look at the Photoshop mockup first. It's got this tech, you know, we're doing this based on CSS tricks itself, a little kind of mini version of the CSS tricks site. So it's got the same texture that you've seen before on the site. Uh, it's got this header up here, which is just a big image, and some tab navigation and content and a footer down here. Today we're going to try and try and get through and make it look like what you're looking at here. We're going to try and get the nav done, the content done, and the footer done. So, uh, uh, and then this is what we have so far: just the texture going on and the markup for the menu and the content and <clears throat> that's about it so uh, we'll just move from the top down and let's get started on the navigation right away so remember we got these guides already built in that we drew so what we're gonna need to do is, is get the different states of these menu items ready and and then cut them out and build the images that we're gonna need so let's get started doing that all right, this is going to be a little cramped here, but let's just get started. Uh, what we're going to need to do is create the three different states of these tabs. We're going to need an off state, which is what we're looking at here, like when you're not on that page and you're not and your mouse isn't rolling over it. That's that state. Uh, and then we're going to need let's create the the rollover state. You see, I have this navigation folder set up with. Uh, other folders inside of it, which are which is the the Photoshop graphics here, which create those tabs. Let's duplicate it by dragging it down onto the page icon, and you see what happened there. It, uh, because of the opacity and the stuff I used there, uh, just doubling up I think is, is a nice effect. It makes it a little yellower and and bolder. Uh, that's the effect. I think that looks good as it is. That's going to be our rollover state. So when the when you mouse over, it's going to go from that to that, depending on which tab you're on. Now we're going to need a uh, uh, an active state for these tabs. Um, so let me just build it, and then you'll kind of see what the the big deal is there. What I want to do is make them white, and instead of having that drop shadow, that kind of hides those tabs behind the content to bring that tab up and connect it to the main content. So I need to drag these tabs above the main content. Let's turn off that one so the shadow isn't multiplied three times, just twice. And and then open up each tab here and change the tab color to a straight white. So you see what it did to that articles thing there? It, it's it's now on top on top of the content and it just looks uh, strong and, and, and attached to the main content. So that's what we're gonna the on state is gonna be for these things. So let me quickly do that for the other two tabs change those colors to white so you can't see what I'm doing here but I'm just dragging this color up to the white so let me get rid of the layers palette out of view here so there's three different states just to quickly review there is the off state the rollover state and the on state so in order to get those three states out ex in exactly the same size for sure I use the the slice tool in Photoshop here and since the, the 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 grid is already built here with guides we can just press this button slices from guides and and <clears throat> you'll see what happens it just makes a grid of slices uh, between those guides so 
that way when I go to to save for web and devices uh, and I'll just highlight each of these three by shift clicking it to make sure that we're on a decent JPEG setting here that it's gonna it's gonna export each one of these slices as a different graphic and how it does that is I'll, I'll call this group nav off it's gonna create an images folder and it looks a little confusing how Photoshop does this it looks like it's gonna save one graphic with this name it's not it's gonna make it's gonna use this as the base name and then apply an underscore and numbers for each of these slices uh, you'll see I'll hit save and then if we go into the finder and look at what it created it created this huge group of all the slices for that for that thing but what we were interested in is five six and seven so let's get rid of anything that's not a five six or seven and you'll see that's the the on state there so what, I, what we did is we called it nav off but really it was nav on so that was dumb but it happens that's really nav off so I've actually already exported these things so let's just get rid of these basically what you do is turn on and off the layers you need to get to the states you need and then and then export them and get rid of anything that isn't a in this case a five six or seven so here are those files and we're gonna go ahead and try and stitch them together into the the sprites as we call them okay so here are all nine of those images that I exported all as separate graphics here um, when you open up nine images like that all at, at once in Photoshop, it uh, it opens up, up in a big stack. And I was going to show you this cool trick. We can go to Window and Arrange and Tile Horizontally, but I'm only recording this small portion of my screen, and Photoshop doesn't... You can't tell it to only do that cool trick and only a portion of your screen. So this is kind of what it does, though, is it just organizes them into a grid so you can see every single image you have open in Photoshop at once. And it's just a good way to start doing this. I do it all the time when I'm creating menus like this. But what we're going to need to do is combine all these three images into one image that's exactly three times as tall as any, any single one of them. So... Uh, if we uh, get the image size, Command-Shift-I on one of these, we can see that they are 62 pixels tall. So three times that is 186 pixels. So what I'm going to do is just take one of them and you do the canvas size. Press the bottom middle square here so the canvas will only expand upwards and change this to 186 pixels. So you'll see what it did here. It's just made it three times as tall. And then we'll take... <coughs> our clicker here and drag the second state right down into that file and then line it up. It may not snap together just how you want it to but if you get it close and then nudge it around to make sure you see a little one white pixel gap by nudging it one pixel that's where you want to be so and we're done with that one and we'll drag the final state down into that document and make sure it snaps right into place and that's that's going to be our three state menu that we're going to use background position for to uh, to sh I don't know to switch between the states so <clears throat> we'll save that for web and devices and now we can call it what it's finally going to be called which is just uh, nav downloads save it and we don't need that anymore or that and we're gonna do that same exact thing three more times two more times 
for these other two states. That same kind of thing where you drop it in there and make sure it's just right. If these things really, really need to be pixel perfect for this to work, otherwise you're going to see little jumps uh, when you switch background position, and that is no good. So that's about right. We'll call it nav. What's this one? Videos. And let's do it one more time for articles. Bear with me here. I don't want to take up too much time with this kind of boring part. But it is essential that it's just right. Last one. Articles. And we can close all this stuff. Might be a good idea to save them, but whatever. And then we can get rid of our slices. Gone. And those are the three graphics that we need. So now we've jumped over into our code here. Remember, we already kind of built the markup for this. The, our tabs are just going to be an unordered list with an ID of nav. And that's all the markup is ever going to be. So... Uh, really semantic and nice and it'll degrade nicely if someone turns the CSS off this will look like a bulleted list with these three things that's perfect for navigation that's kinda why we do it that way and I'll jump over into our CSS and just start a new section where we can start out right away by declaring stuff for the unordered list of an ID of nav I don't know that we really need to apply too much to uh, this specific unordered list, we already have some default styling for unordered lists, which just says list style none. That's what's important here to make sure that we don't get the bullets that we don't need. We're just going all images here, so we don't really need anything in there. But we do need something in our list items, which is I usually throw a display inline in here which kind of <laughs> makes some Internet Explorer browsers happy and doesn't do that step-down thing, but it's not always entirely necessary. But what we're going to get meaty in here is our anchor links. We're specifying now an owner list with an ID of nav with a child element list item and a child element of that of an anchor link. So this, this is what we're specifying here. Uh, We'll jump back over to the style. What we need to make those are, they need to be a display block because anchor elements by default are inline elements. And we're going to need to specify width and height, which you can't do on inline elements. So we'll switch it to block and then say, uh, well, we're not going to know width because th there's three different widths for all three of them. So we're going to need unique classes for them. But we do know there's a static height. Remember, the height was... 62 pixels. They're all going to be 62 pixels high, so we can do that. Uh, we can kick the text off the page, and then negative 9,999 pixels will just make sure that we don't see any text on top of those images. And maybe that'll do it for now, but where we need to get individualized with these things is... Um, right here, we need to give these things classes so that we can be specific about which ones they are. Articles is a unique class name that will apply to only the list item articles. All three of these are going to need unique classes. Videos, 
downloads so that we can use CSS to target this specifically. That's why we do that. So let's make a new statement on our list with an ID of nav list with a class of articles. Its anchor link has a unique width. To find out what that is, we're going to go and get info on it, which our get info palette will say the dimensions right in it. 200 pixels. So close that. <clears throat> 200 pixels. And it has a unique background. It has URL nav articles.jpg. And you know, we've just said that's only 62 pixels high, but that graphic is 186 pixels high. So it's going to crop and only show a third of that between this width and height, it's only going to show a third of that image, but but which third we're going to declare by saying uh, by default it's going to be in that in that off state, which was the bottom part of that image. So we're going to say bottom, center it, and just for good measure, don't repeat it. So we're going to do the same thing for all three of our tabs, articles, um, <clears throat> downloads and videos it just occurs to me there's one more thing these anchored links need and which is to be floated to the left so that they stay uh, uh, in a horizontal row what is our download width 287 and our videos width again right here 167. I gotta get better at using that thing. It's kind of useful, but I'm not very good at it. Okay, those are our three tabs. Should be specified pretty well. Block. Let's see if we did a good job. Moment of truth, huh? Reload. Oh, and there they are. Kinda, sorta. I forgot to change the names of the images that I'm referencing downloads where that's this is the, the the URL path to that image and I had listed the same one three times not ideal save and reload and those are our tabs pretty nice here it looks like we screwed up we probably forgot to turn off a layer of our, our there's something that we forgot to do that which made our graphic incorrect there what we'd need to do to fix that is just to go in and, and alter that articles graphic a little bit but the but the theory is sound here we got our our tabs and they're in place and they're they're clickable links so we did a good job there's just we'll just ignore that for now um, what we're gonna what we should do is build our our rollover states though which is gonna be pretty easy to do all we need to do is say that on rollover we'll on hover state rather all we're gonna do is switch the background position background position center center <laughs> which is that middle state so it'll crop that image down to the middle state. I think that should do it yep you see now how you can roll over these tabs and it will and it will switch between that off state and that middle state so that's pretty slick 
and, and, and the cool thing about doing this sprites thing is that it loads that that image all at once. So there isn't a little delay between when you roll over. It doesn't have to go out to the server and get a new state for that image and plug it in here, which might cause a little delay. It's instantaneous. Very nice. So when we get started building the separate pages for this, we'll deal with, uh, with, that, with that on state. Uh, but we'll skip that for right now. What we need right now, let's look at the guides again here, um, is a slice that we're going to use to repeat vertically for for the uh, the main content area. So what I mean by a slice like that is just literally a slice of the main content area like that. Uh, we don't want to go too skinny because we are using texture here, and like like with the body background, we don't. It, it will be noticeable if the slice is too small that the pattern repeats too quickly. But a slice, uh, an image of this size, is still reasonably small and should work for us just fine. So. We'll save that out and call that. Oh, you see, we got the our slices still in there. We can just go up to view and say clear slices before we go in there, and that'll make sure that we just get a single image here. So, save that as a JPEG, and we'll call it the the oh, we'll call it the content background. So let's back up in our history palette one step as usual so that we kind of get back to where we were before we whisk it away um, okay the main content area let's look at our markup again and say that in our page wrap we're gonna apply that image we just made to the page wrap itself it looks like so where is our here's our CSS for the page wrap and let's just give it that background image URL images slash <clears throat> content background and you know, let's just say repeat Y and not worry about any positioning stuff because this is 654 pixels because I put that guide right where I put it. I know that the image that we made is also 654 pixels, so it should be just fine. And let's see what happens. It was pretty subtle because we only have very little amount of content in here, but uh, it did push down and it did looks like it lined up pretty good here. So let's. Uh, I have this little lorem ipsum widget here. And I can just hit copy to clipboard to get a bunch of filler text. Let's jump into our index file and instead of just saying main content let's fill it out with all kinds of lorem ipsum text and save it so we have some content that will push push down and reload and you see what happened there dropped all that content in there and that graphic got repeated and it just grows that's ideal that's perfect that's exactly what we wanted to happen the the content busts out of here uh, which we can fix pretty easily with some padding but it's behaving exactly how we want it to. Uh, we could put, you know, we could put a hundred times this content in here and it would grow and it would have our nice drop shadow and content area. So, perfect. In order to push this stuff in how we want it, let's call, let's just make a, a main content ID. Main content. And that's where we're going to put this paragraph and end the div. Uh, and then make a main content uh, declaration in our CSS. 
and we won't give it a width because it'll just uh, uh, divs are block elements by nature and they'll just be as wide as its parent element so it'll be this wide but since it's contained I can give it some padding and, and not worry about it growing beyond that I can just give it let's give it some pretty generous padding of 30 pixels and then jump back over to our code and look and let's see it it pushed this stuff right in where we want it that might not even be enough we might want to even say Let's let's use some CSS shorthand and say 30 pixels on the top, but uh, we want 50 pixels on the on the right, 30 on the bottom again, and 50 on the left, and so it'll push it in even more, which makes it nice and readable there. So, okay, that's our main content area for now. We'll be revisiting that later, but let's get down to the footer so we have our full structure. So just like the main content area, we're going to use a background image for the footer too. Only it's not going to be repeated, it's just going to be a single graphic. So we can use our crop tool and, and grab as much as, as we want here and, and crop it out. Um, I think we still might have the slices because we backed up beyond that. Let's clear the slices and save this out, JPEG, and we'll call it our footer background. Save it into our images folder. Get back up to before we did that. Whisk it away. And we'll code it up. I'm thinking, I don't know what I was thinking here, but I think we can get <clears throat> our footer right inside the page wrap. So let's move that footer div inside the page wrap. And we'll go down here and start a new CSS declaration footer. Uh, like I said, it's a block element, so it's going to be as wide as the page wrap is. We don't need to worry about width. Uh, we probably do need to worry about height here um, because we don't want it to be too short. It needs, I want to see that whole footer image. So let's look at the footer background. And it is 149 pixels tall. So, but I don't want to necessarily set a static height because it could be taller than that if we don't necessarily want to crop anything that's inside it. So we could just set a min height of, I already forgot, 149 pixels. And let's set a background and point to that image that we just made. URL of images slash uh, footer background JPEG. Uh, no repeat. And let's see if that looks right in our code here. In our, in, uh oh. I opened Firefox Baxton, but there, there, there's the footer right there. Everything's still centered. Our content is in here. We got navs for rollover. We're going to work on those on states later, but. But we did a pretty good job and just uh, in, a, in a pretty quick amount of time, huh? Here's our, here's our, our Photoshop mock-up, all Photoshop all the time. And here's our, our working code. Not a bad start. On the, uh, in three, we're going to kind of wrap this up and style up some content and make a sidebar and maybe put some text down here. I'm not sure what we'll do, but just kind of tighten up the design a little bit and we'll have a pretty sweet conversion couple of quick things. Uh, as always, you can go to css-tricks.com on the web and check out more tips and tricks, uh, stuff I publish all week long here at the site. Um, 
you recently we redesigned this header. You're obviously you know that because that's what we're working on in our conversion here. But one of the brand new sections I showed you the forums last time, which is really cool, and they're doing really well. And make sure to go there for all your troubleshooting and design help and stuff. But there's also a download section now, which is kind of a a best of section of stuff I've done since CSS tricks have launched. There's really there's not nearly as much as there's gonna be in here, but. There's some examples that you can click to and see demos of some cool stuff. This is an example where the bottom of the page fades out. Some cool stuff that you can check out demos of and download code for to get you started. So, And the other thing I want to mention is our awesome sponsor, PSD to HTML. You can always get there from going to CSS Tricks and clicking our banner link or going straight to PSD to HTML.com. They do what we're doing right here, which is they'll take your Photoshop document and they'll slice it all up and return to you an HTML and CSS document. Uh, these guys are the pros. I've used them myself for projects. Like I've said before, they do a great job of, of, of converting your Photoshop documents into valid, uh, smartly designed, highly semantic code. Uh, not only do they, well, they just do it, you know, they could take a page like we're converting right now and it wouldn't take them hardly any time at all but even really complicated pages you know with with lots of weird things in different states and fluid width and all kinds of stuff eight hours that's how long they're saying so uh, what's cool and you know not only static pages like that but they can they can do stuff for they can make uh, a WordPress template a movable type template uh, for content management systems like Drupal uh, uh, they do they do e-commerce stuff so lots of stuff that stuff costs you a little bit more more money but but not too much more look at these prices they're out really reasonable for a page like we're, that we just did a single page 153 bucks that's pretty reasonable if you ask me for getting you out of a bind so remember PSD to HTML until next time see you later bye